Namaste, and welcome to the next episode of Uladu Narpadu. And here's where we start the actual 40 verses that are the body of the work. So we'll just jump right into it. From our perception of the world, there follows acceptance of a unique first principle, a common cause or supreme Lord, possessing various powers, pictures of name and form, the person who sees, the screen on which he sees, and the light by which he sees. He himself is all of these. So basically, awareness is everything. Now what's going on here in this verse is that Ramana is accepting the fact that most people perceive the world as real. And he's starting from that point. So let's say we are in the world. <laughs> and perceiving it as real, as such, huh? perceiving the world as real in itself. So naturally, this brings up the question, where did all this come from? I mean, look at all this stuff, this incredible variety of phenomena. Well, first we have to understand, the world in and of itself is not real. Why do I say that? Because the highest standard of reality is that something exists eternally, both in the past and the future, and without change, isn't it? If something comes into existence at a certain point in time, then for sure it's going to go out of existence again. So it's not fully real. And also, if something changes, I mean, beyond coming and going, <laughs> if it changes in the middle, it's also not fully real. Only that which is changeless and eternal is real enough to serve as the first cause, or the Lord, uh, the Creator the source of everything. So, in other words, as long as we accept the existence of the world, as long as we uh, accept the existence of myself as an ego, being in the world, and an identity which is derived from the world, then we have to accept that there is something higher. Because the existence of this world and all the phenomenon in it, including ourselves, is only relative. In other words, it's temporary and changeable, isn't it? I think it was the Greek philosopher Heraclitus, Heraclitus who said, you cannot step in the same river twice. But what does he mean by that? that between one step and the next step, the river has flowed so much downstream. And so that river is gone. And now there's a different river there. 
The river has changed. This world changes constantly. I mean, just look at what science has revealed about matter. Matter is nothing but a conglomeration of atoms and subatomic particles that are vibrating at some incredible frequency. Changing. Constantly changing, vibrating, moving. Uh, going in and out of different quantum states. In some cases, going in and out of existence on subatomic micro time scales. So what's with that? <laughs> even this planet, even the sun or the galaxy in which we live, came into existence at a certain point, went through lots and lots of changes, and at some point in time it's going to disappear. So the cause of all this has to be something higher. It has to be something beyond these uh, temporary changes, beyond this process of creation, maintenance, and destruction. So therefore, we, uh, this implies the existence of an entity of a higher nature than this world, which we call God, or the Supreme, or the Lord, or Tao, or any number of names. Huh? It's not, not an issue what we call it. But the fact that if there is the existence of this world, there has to be the existence of something higher that caused it. That's a very, very simple inference from the fact that all of this exists. <laughs> so this may seem like philosophy 101, but to a lot of people, it's really... Uh, something that makes them pause for thought. So, if that thing exists, huh, this God, this first cause, then what would be its uh, nature? Well, first of all, it would have to be eternal, never coming into existence and never going out of existence, being always and without change. Now, this becomes a difficulty for the theists. The theists want to dress God up in a personality, uh, give him a name and form, and say that he has all these activities. Uh, but that would mean that he has to change. Because to act is, first of all, to have an intention, a desire. And then to start something, huh? uh, do some kind of work, and then finish it. So all these would require God to change, to have a personality, to have a form, to have a name, to have intentions, to have actions. And that brings God down the scale from absolute to relative. Therefore, we cannot accept this as the final conclusion. There has to be something higher than a personality, even if there is such, even if there is, you know, an old man with a beard up in the sky uh, creating the world and all that. There has to be something higher. What could that be? Well, <laughs> of course, Ramana gives the clue already in the preface. 
where he says, awareness is everything. And how do we square that with our experience? Well, it's very simple. First of all, the relative existence of this world is explained by the example of the rope and the snake. We see a, a curling shape in the twilight. And at first we think, oh my God, it's a snake. But then on closer inspection, we find, oh, it's just a rope. Well, what happened to the snake? Huh? Poof. <laughs> there it was, all ready to bite us. Oh, I remember one time I was hiking through the woods in the middle of the night. It was very dark. I had to get from one place to another, and I was staying way out in the woods at that time. So I was walking along a narrow path. Uh, on either side, there was a ditch, so I couldn't go to the side. I could only go forward or back. And I came to a tree, and something hit me in the head. And in that split second, I saw, like, you know, vampire bats <laughs> with glowing red eyes. <laughs> no, I wasn't high or anything. It was just my mind. Huh? So after I calmed myself down, you know, I, I ran back about, you know, 50 yards. And I went, wait a minute. It's the middle of winter. There can't be any bats out here, you know. It's crazy. What really was that? So I went back soberly, carefully, to the tree, and I investigated, and what did I find? Just some loose branches and old dry leaves huh? that had happened to be at a, about head level, and when I brushed it with my hat, the leaves rattled, you know, and moved, and that's what I saw. But the mind made up this whole story, you know. Just see. The same thing is going on with the world. We have a few little sense perceptions, huh? really not very much at all. And out of that, we conjure up this whole tale about God and the world and karma and me and I and you and them and this and that and the other thing and nations and countries and politics and religions and oh my God, all this stuff. But it's just the froth of the bubbles of the ocean of the mind breaking on the shore of the world. That's all it is. Now, do you think when there are waves breaking on the, on the beach, huh, on the ocean, do you think that if some of the bubbles in those waves maybe collide with each other, and maybe one breaks, huh? or the other one then takes over its spot. Do you think that affects the ocean at all? No, of course not. There's nothing about that phenomenon that could affect the ocean. The ocean is such a bigger entity, such a more powerful force than those tiny little bubbles. So similarly, do you really think that our uh, hallucinatory realities of 
you know, I am Mr. So-and-so and my bank balance is such and such and I have this position and this title and I'm married to so-and-so and we have this family and we own this property, etc., etc., and so forth. And then maybe I get into a fight with somebody else and, you know, then I, I'm driven to bankruptcy or maybe even suicide or, you know, something else terrible happens. Do you think that makes any difference to the ultimate reality? You'd be dreaming if you did. No, so all this imaginary story that we make up about life and the world is really of no consequence at all, of no account at all. But we have to see that in the light of the existence of God or the absolute or the actually the awareness, huh? Brahman, the pure consciousness at the basis of reality, all this is just a fairy tale. It's something we make up, like the example I gave last time, the projector and the movie screen in the theater. So by meditation, by practice of self-realization, we can rise above this illusion we can drop out of the story. We can stop creating the hallucination of the conditioned reality. And we can become aware of actual reality, which is eternal and changeless. And that is pure awareness or Brahman. So we'll continue more next time. Om Tat Sat. Om Harihi. Oh. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out our related materials on the links in the podcast description. Until next time.